You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome back for another video. Who are the best players to buy for gaming 18? There's no fixture for Brentford on Man City this game week, so we've got nine games to be played over Thursday to Sunday. In this video, we'll be looking at the best transfers this week thanks to FPL Review Projections. With such a packed schedule, now's the perfect time to become a Fantasy Football Scout member with a ton of fixtures to take advantage of. Members' tools like the data tables, the fixture ticker tool, player comparisons, and the team planner all included. The beta version of the new members area has just gone live as well, where you can view your live rank and tons of other new additions. Click the link in the description below to become a member, and it also supports the channel. Starting off with the goalkeepers, and top this game week is Martinez with 4.3 points home to Sheffield United. He's kept 4 clean sheets this season, and after 16 game weeks, Sheffield United's 13 expected goals ranks worst in the league. Martinez also topping the league for projections over the next 5 among all keepers. There's actually a really nice rotation between Martinez and Dubravka I found if you're looking for a strong pair of keepers. They've got a run of Sheffield United, Forest, Burnley, Everton, Villa, Luton, Forest, Bournemouth, Forest, Wolves, Chelsea and Palace. It's a little bit of a pricey combo though given they've both risen in price. So no Johnson or Ariola last game week. The former out injured and Ariola was benched. Moyes did say post-match though that he wanted to give Ariola's wrist a bit more time to heal so there could still be some hope if you've got him. Leno's a point clear as a top scoring goalkeeper in the game at the moment and he's second on the projections this week with 4 points, Fulham are home to Burnley on Saturday afternoon. Sanchez could be looking at a return date of late January. It's a shame that Petrovic is also 4.5 mil, he does make the table this week with 3.5 points for their game against Wolves on Sunday to close gaming 18 off. 6 clean sheets for Pickford now, no keepers kept more this season, though now's probably not the right time to buy him before Spurs and Man City. Everton's fixtures have improved slightly from Gemic 20, which might be the time to consider him. Only 4.4 mil, he's been great value recently if you've had him. Let's have a look at the defenders. And we've got Villa's back line in the whole table this week. We've got Dinia, Pau Torres, Diego Carlos and Consa. If you're looking at which to buy, Pau for 4.7 mil and Consa for 4.5 mil, the two standouts. Emery did comment on Pau Torres after the game though, with regards to a potential injury. He said, hopefully it is a small injury, hopefully. The big problem today is the red card for camera. Fortunately, their game against Sheffield United is on Friday, so we'll get another update nearer the time in his press conference. 
Dinia is the high upside pick, but it is worth noting that Alex Moreno is also an option for Emery in left back. In fact, he scored last match starting there with Dinia suspended for the Brentford game. So Trippi has also served his one match suspension and he's projected 4.4 points. We know Luton away is no easy fixture, but there's still good clean sheet potential here. And then he's got Forest, and then Liverpool, and then Man City. With Newcastle out of Europe, they'll have less midweek football for the rest of the season, and he might be a season keeper from here onwards. The rest of the Newcastle backline is a bit of a question mark. Burns started in left back last match and Livermento right back, and Burns scored. He registered 1.16 expected goals with two big chances. Cher came off injured. Botman made the bench and came on for a cameo, his first minute since game week 6. Some Newcastle fans want to see Livramento used indefinitely in left back as he's played very well in Burns' absence, though Hal may rotate the two and he could even start Burn again for the height required against Luton, who have been consistently netting off set pieces as of late. Burn man marking Adebayo would be logical. Newcastle playing the League Cup on Tuesday before game week 18 which might tell us more. Everton, Fulham, Chelsea, Liverpool and West Ham, the other sides involved in the League Cup quarterfinals before Game Week 18. The sensible thing to do is hold your transfers until those games are played. If Cher is out, then Lascelles looks good for another game week at least. Pedro Porres projected 4 points and he's home to Everton. He's the 4th top scoring defender and he's got 6 assists this season. Impressively, all of those 6 assists came in games that he conceded. If he can keep a clean sheet and pick up an attack in return, there's a double digit haul on the cards at some point. At 5.5 mil, he's a very good pickup still. Madison's still not expected back for around another month, and Pedro Porri's been taking set pieces in his absence, so there's still plenty of games we'll see Pedro Porri taking set pieces in. The big question is Trippi or Trent? Trent's top among all defenders with projected points over the next 5 with 20.9, Trippi's on 15.8. Trent has scored 66 points over the last 9 games at a rate of 7.3 per game, and he's got an expected goal involvement every 241 minutes over that run. So in terms of projected points, Trent leads. If you sold Haaland, one way of looking at it which might help is whether you'll need to sell them to buy Haaland back if you sold him. Trent's 8.2 mil, so you might have to sell him, whereas Trippier, with that extra 1.3 mil in the bank, will go a long way. Something to weigh up, as you might save yourself a transfer down the line. Onto the midfielders, and for Gaming 18, Sun tops the table with 6.1 points, and then it's actually Douglas Louise in second with 5.3, and then Salah with 5.1. If you've got the Sun and Watkins double up, they're looking like the two stand-up captains. Let us know in the comments who yours is. Sun's home to Everton, who as we know have been a resolute defence in recent weeks. If they can carry that form into game 18, it won't be an easy game for Spurs. And Douglas Luiz is back after his one-match suspension. He's got five goals and two assists this season, on set pieces and penalties for Villa. Lots of routes into points for 5.5 mil. Andreas also makes the table this week, but for only 0.2 mil difference between him and Douglas Louise, the Villa mid makes more sense. Palmer not on the table this week, at 5.6 mil he's looking like the best of the bunch in that price bracket, after a 14 pointer against Sheffield United. Since Palmer became a starter for Chelsea, only Salah's 7 points per game can beat Palmer 6.8. Palmer's third in the league for points over that run as well, he's projected 3.8 points this game week. Richarlison's got 3 goals in his last 2 games and he's only 6.7 mil. He has somewhat overperformed his XG with those 3 goals coming from 1.1 XG. Looks a great pickup though, and in 3 game weeks time after Sun leads for the Asian Cup, he'll be their main man for goals. Sun's return date will be dependent on how far South Korea progress in the Cup. He could be back as late as game week 26, or he might only miss a couple of games. In terms of who's got the best fixtures, I sorted by difficulty on FBL.page over the next 8 game weeks and Brighton are actually top. Though it's hard to pick out a Brighton asset, maybe a Matoma, but even he'll be rotated at times. 
Spurs and Villa right up there, which adds weight to the likes of Pedro Porro, Pau Torres, Richarlison and Watkins. Second from bottom is Everton, which is something to consider. Points chasing on Pickford might be costly. And third bottom is Liverpool, which is also a consideration with regards to Trent. Newcastle are exactly mid-table over the next eight. Bowen is someone that a lot of us have seemingly forgotten about. He netted for the 10th time of the season last match, and only Saka, Son and Salah have got more points among midfielders. West Ham have a pretty good block of five games ahead, with Man United, Arsenal, Brighton, Sheffield United and then Bournemouth. Given he does have Arsenal in Gameweek 19, then Gameweek 20 could be the optimal time to pick him up, or in Gameweek 21 as a Salah and Son replacement when they're gone. Gordon just misses out on making the table with 4.1 points this week, a slightly fortunate assist on the weekend for a six-pointer. He really needs a rest, and hopefully that comes in the League Cup, but he won't be surprised if he plays every single match. It could really depend on Isaac's fitness, who can play in left wing, or it could depend on midfielder availability, with Jonathan also an option in left wing rather than midfield where he's normally used. Saka's also projected 4.1 points this week, the same as Gordon. On to the forwards, and we'll keep it brief this week. Top this week is Watkins with 6.6 points. For comparison, Sun was on 6.1. It's not a massive difference, but Oli is top for gaming 18. If you haven't got him, then he's a priority transfer this week, as he'll be heavily captained, and if he returns, it'll be very damaging to your rank. So Lanky in second with 4.5 points. Beyond those two, though, there's really no forward transfers leaping out right now. Isaac's been nursing a groin injury, and he missed the weekend's game. Darwin's been a huge disappointment, especially for those that sold Watkins for him before Liverpool hit a great run of games. Darwin hasn't scored since game week 10 now, and he's just got two assists since then. And Kunku's someone that a lot of managers have on the watch list. An unused substitute last match, so he's still yet to make his Chelsea debut. But after Jackson leaves for AFCON, he could be a great pick for 7.3 mil. He's a class player, and it's going to be exciting to finally see him in action. And another forward to consider, and in his case, extremely low ownership. There's more FPL content to come before the Gaming 18 deadline, so make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out. Don't forget to hit the link in the description as well to become a Scout member. Thanks very much for watching. See you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.